Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I am your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Love to have in Robert Bork Jr. on the show before the son of the uh, famed jur- jurors, who uh, one of the greatest thought leaders uh, in, in uh, the 20th century when it comes to understanding uh, monopolies and uh, you know the purpose of legislation for monopolies was to protect consumers, uh, not to destroy them. And unfortunately, for a very long period of time, really until he became in prominence and started weighing in on cases, that led to a paradigm shift in attitudes about the purpose of uh, laws when it comes to trusts. Um, man, it was, it was a disaster. In fact, I, I think some of the uh, economic wasteland of the uh, 1970s uh, that uh, we hear so much about, the doom and gloom of uh, the Carter years, a lot of that had to do with years of going into the, the wrong direction when it came to consumer law. Or, or rather, it's the same thing, right? Uh, uh, monopoly law, uh, trust law. And so it's a game changer in that. And so... Um, Phenomenal book that uh, Robert Bork, uh, the jurist, wrote uh, has been updated by his son, uh, who's a leading communication expert and does a lot of great work in reminding people on the importance of this work. Uh, Robert, welcome back to the program. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you got involved in doing this, and specifically your your dad's book, which is phenomenal, and your update of it uh, in light of what's going on. Sure. Well, thanks for having me back. Um, so I got involved in uh, bringing the book back, uh, which was out of print. He wrote, he wrote The Antitrust Paradox in 1978, and it was, a, as you say, a paradigm shift uh, that caused the Supreme Court of the United States to throw out uh, decades of bad interpretation of antitrust law and to refocus it on consumer welfare. Uh, but, uh, and dad started this book, uh, in the sixties when he saw, uh, a movement among socialists to take over antitrust law, to use it to hyper-regulate, uh, business and to, uh, and to, uh, uh, basically try to, uh, take over, uh, the economy, uh, and away and move it away from capitalism towards socialism. Well, funny, we're back in that place now. Uh, the, yeah. uh, and, I, and I brought the book back from being out of print uh, when I saw this uh, movement beginning late uh, in the last decade, you know, like 16, 2016, 2017, and, uh, and, and, and uh, got Mike Lee, the, for, the uh, current uh, senator from Utah, to write a new introduction, and I wrote a forward. Uh, we cleaned everything up, make sure all the sites were right, and, and put it out again, and you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Uh, and, uh, it, it just seemed very important to do it, uh, because I just, as a, I guess as a son, uh, in, in, in one way to look at it, as a son, I just wanted to defend his work and he's gone. He passed away 10 years ago. Uh, and I wanted to, I wanted to get out there and defend it. And so I also then created, uh, the antitrust education project, uh, to educate people, uh, and to comment on, uh, what's going on in antitrust law, the attempts by, the uh, Biden administration to uh, to uh, you know bring new woke regulation to antitrust to uh, weaponize antitrust uh, and turn it against the economy and I think ultimately would fossilize capitalism if uh, yeah. they succeed. 
the, the, the many problems with the leftward approach, uh, but the, I think the single biggest one is they simply wanted to break them up because they were big. That was that was basically it, um, you, you know. And the reality is, is that big is, uh, big is yeah, bad. Big is bad, right? You know. Yeah, big is bad. Exactly. Uh, when the, really the primary objective should be: Do they help or hurt consumers? Are they benefiting consumers or not? And is there a blockage from them being competed? You know, for them to have competition, which really about the only time that happens is if government protects an industry. They're the only ones who really can generate true monopolies. Right. Well, you know, the, the truest monopoly uh, was uh, the uh, Ma Bell. You know, it was, it was the AT&T Ma Bell yeah. companies. And, uh, and when the government finally broke that up, uh, it just uh, created an explosion of innovation and, uh, you know, reduction in price. I mean, who pays for a long-distance phone call anymore? Uh, That's right. You know, it, yeah. And uh, it, it, and it, but that's that. Government monopolies are the worst. Uh, however, we have a similar sort of thing going on. Is that the government now, uh, when it in, intervenes, is in some ways, if not creating a monopoly, it's picking winners and losers. You know, right? Uh, and 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 that's a similar problem. Yeah, there's no question about it. And in the bottom line, the problem is that it's anti-consumer. And when I look at what goes on in Europe, and Americans love to talk about how stale Europe is, how often so slow it is to do things, and, and ironically, China is more innovative than, uh, than Europe. In fact, roughly half of the 10 largest corporations, I think it's like four of the largest corporations in the world, tech, tech, uh, I'm sorry, tech corporations in the world are in China and six are in the United States. Um, well, you know, hold, and, and, hold on, uh, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Yeah. Mike, Mike, no, hang, Kevin. Hang on, hang on. Kevin, my name. Kevin, my name's I'm Kevin. sorry. Yeah, I, I've been called worse than Mike, but just to avoid confusion. I apologize. Uh, so yes, so but you you point us to the, all this Chinese innovation. Remember, China's stealing IP from the United yeah. States at a at like a rushing river of it. You know, they're oh, they're yeah. they're yeah. They're, I, if I so, finish my thought. If I had finished my thought, I'm sorry. I was gonna, I was gonna go there. And so, the really the only true bastion of innovation globally when it comes to technology is the United States. And uh, you know, and, and uh, now there's a, you know, back to my original point is that what happens in Europe that that constant stagnation, that inability to innovate, uh, you know, that that happens because of a word of a belief, a fundamental belief that big is bad, you know, and, and China can't innovate unless it does still from a country that has had now had decades really from, uh, you know, going, going on over 40 years of a, a decidedly different approach, you know, that I think began with court decisions, which your dad was involved in to Ronald Reagan saying, Hey, there's gotta be a better way who really, who really pressed into that approach. And now all of that hangs in a balance, and it's not just Democrats, it's Republicans who make it very vulnerable. That's true. You know, but unfortunately what's going on on the right is sort of a similar sort of thing to like Trump derangement syndrome on the left. Well, they have big tech derangement syndrome on the right. Some, uh, some people do like uh, Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley and uh, even I think a very sensible guy, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chuck Grassley from Iowa and, uh, and and other Republicans who are, who are basically uh, have signed on to this Amy Klobuchar bill, 
which is still hanging out there, may, may get a vote next month. We'll see. Uh, the, this is the American uh, Innovation and Online Choice Act, which has absolutely nothing to do with innovation or choice. Uh, Democrats like the name bills, you know, with the names like mom and apple pie, but they don't have anything to do with those. And, you know, that bill uh, would uh, uh, ha- has national security problems, among others. There's lots of problems. But among them, you know, op- forcing uh, these big platforms to open their, their software up to uh, competitors and open their data up to competitors, some of whom would be companies like Chinese companies or companies that the Chinese have hacked into uh, so that, uh, you know, your data and mine uh, would be uh, – you know, making a nice uh, electronic trip over to China. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very dangerous bill. Uh, they don't seem to have any uh, concern over it. And, of course, the one thing that the conservatives were worried about and have been complaining about, which is conserv- the censorship of conservative voices, uh, is not addressed in the bill at all. And they even yeah. acknowledge that it's not addressed in the bill at all. So uh, this is, seems to be just like a, a last gasp of uh, Amy Klobuchar's presidential campaign for 2024 uh, to get this thing passed and under any form at all, no matter how costly or dangerous it is. Yeah, absolutely. And it really is very vindictive. It has nothing to do with protecting consumers. It has to do with now both the left and right are intolerant of opinion that uh, is critical of them. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about wokeism. You know, I hate to say it, Ted Cruz has been on my show many times over the years. He's got his own form of wokeism. He wants to go after these uh, companies, these media companies, because of the fact that they are critical, often critical of views he agrees, you know, that he believes in. And, you know, if you don't like the views of a media, quit using that media. Go to a media you like, but we don't shut it down, and we certainly don't use these kind of measures that ultimately are going to undermine consumers. These technology, technology companies, I think from a marketing perspective, for mom and pops with what they've been able to do marketing-wise with companies like Facebook, that they were never had the budgets to have been able to do before, and don't need them with Facebook. It's it's just unbelievable. And yes, Facebook, has issues, but they can address those issues without uh, using a nuclear bomb. Right. Well, that's exactly. Antitrust is why it's so appealing uh, to the left uh, is because it is uh, you know a giant sledgehammer. You know, under antitrust law the government can uh, go to court and get a company broken up because that's what they did back in the, uh, you know, with the standard oil trust back in the early part of the last century, you know, they had it broken up, which funny, if you think about it, actually made J.D. Rockefeller richer. So if you want to make Mark Zuckerberg richer, break up, break up Meta, and then he'll have shares in all these other companies and they'll all go off and do great things. And, uh, and, and he'll just be richer than he is now. But, uh, yep. you know, so that's, but it's, it is a giant sledgehammer. It's a, you know, it's a giant weapon. And of course, it's, a, it's, it, this would allow, uh, the trial bar, the plaintiff's bar to bring cases, private cases, uh, on behalf of clients, uh, because under antitrust law, you can win trouble damages. Uh, I don't know that any other, uh, law allows that. Uh, so again, it's, it's really a sop to the, to the plaintiff's bar. Yeah, it's ironic if you read biographies about John D. Rockefeller, read about Standard Oil, uh, you know, this guy was scared to death of competition. 
this is the, <laughs> here's a guy that, that gets fried, you know, uh, in, in the legal system and the, the uh, you know, uh, and, and through, uh, you know, antitrust legislation. This guy literally kind of counted, they counted how many drops of solder was required to seal the top of a can. You know, and, and mm-hmm. make sure he had every piece of the production line, um, you know, uh, so systematic and so efficient that they could keep the cost as low as possible because the last thing they wanted to do was lose customers. But they did that through competition. They did, they used competition. They recognized, you know, what, uh, what would make a, a difference. You know, and you, you look back in the, in the 70s where, um, you know, Alcoa was forced to essentially give up huge parts of their operations because they were considered a, a, a monopoly. And, and repeatedly from the 60s to the 70s, they, they took these sanctions against Alcoa, and sure enough, their, their new government-created competitors would eventually fail, fade away, and then they'd be going after Alcoa again. It is a competitive attitude. It's the threat of competition that made these companies great. And this approach that they're moving on the left undermines that. Well, it does. And, and as I, I try to warn everybody, uh, you know, well, this is the newest thing, by the way. And there was an editorial in the Wall Street Journal today about it, and I've written about it before. Uh, the FTC, Lena Khan, brought a case against Meta for its purchase of a, uh, a VR uh, exercise app called uh, made by Within. They were, buy, they were going to buy the company for chump change, four hundred and forty million dollars. Since these things go, uh, and uh, but this is the, 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 her allegation is that Meta wants to be the dominant player in the metaverse, and therefore their purchase of this, although it would not give them that position, maybe someday they will be. So we're going to we're going to sue them now to block them for their potential antitrust violations, uh, which reminds me so much of that movie by uh, Tom Cruise, you know, Minority Report, Report where, they, where they're crashing <laughs> through windows to stop pre-crime, you know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they, they've just lost their minds over there. Yeah, and, and something they simply didn't have the imagination for in 1948, uh, it kind of reminds me of 1984. <laughs> It's, just, right. it's so it's so be, it's so beyond the realm of what a free society looks like. I got to tell you, I don't hear Mike Lee a lot in these conversations. That may be my fault for not noticing it. Where has he been in this? Uh, as you mentioned, his support of your book, him and him and Ted Cruz are very very uh, aligned in the Senate. Um, so, I, 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 where where does he stand in all this? Well, I, I you know Mike might be a little bit more. Uh, uh, favorable towards uh, more, more antitrust activity. Uh, but one thing he has done is he put forward a bill, which uh, I don't think will pass because, uh, you know, Democrats won't like it, uh, which is uh, a, a bill uh, to combine anti- all antitrust enforcement in the Justice Department and basically to take the FTC out of it, uh, the one agency bill, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. Of course, it doesn't make a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense when 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 the people running either or both of them are uh, you know kind of uh, nuts, but uh, or left wing uh, and don't and are basically socialists. I mean, you know, at the FTC, Lena Khan has been called by her own commi- other fellow commissioners, well, particularly Christine Wilson, who's a Republican, 
she she says, look, what they're doing here is is pure Marxism and critical yeah. legal theory. You know, the, you know, the, the belief that, uh, that that we have to uh, intervene uh, and, and, and force all kinds of social justice stuff on, on companies. And that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to keel haul CEOs uh, and scare them. Like with the Amy Klobuchar bill, there are penalties in there for up to 15% of the revenue uh, of a, a, a company's product or service that is deemed to be in violation. Well, that's like a death penalty. So what, you know, CEOs are going to be afraid to, you know, order office supplies without permission from the Federal Trade Commission, uh, lest right. they, uh, you know, run, a, run afoul. That's exactly right. So We're running out of time. Robert Bork, Jr., uh, make sure you give the uh, information on the update of the book and uh, also give the best website for people to learn more about your effort to, present, to, to really protect consumer rights. Let's call it what it is. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. So the book, again, is The Antitrust Paradox, and uh, the new edition came out uh, in April of 2021. Uh, and, it, and it's actually very readable. If you're not a lawyer or an economist, it's actually very readable, and, and, and I, I recommend that people read it. And go to antitrusteducationproject.org, our website, or follow us on Twitter at uh, antitrustedu. Very good. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. I do want to remind you about our newsletter. It's called Read Instead. It is the best of The Price of Business. Digital network includes my interviews with New York Times bestselling authors, Nobel Prize winners, even the occasional billionaire. It's a lot of fun. You can find it at priceofbusiness.com. Make sure you check it out. It's right there on the right-hand side. Read Instead. I'm Kevin Price. More for you after this.